It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. In today's show, we look at Wednesday's action across the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're going to talk about the action today. I am in a bit of a time crunch but I am going to attempt to get through all 11 games today. Fingers crossed we get there. We should get there um, and talk about what we need to talk about. Of course, there is a show that's already been released that profiles streaming for Thursday and then talks about the Thursday-Friday streaming. There's a show earlier today which talks about rest of the week planning. We're looking at the Thursday-Saturday combination in particular, as well as a bunch of waiver wire options you can have. Remember, Thursday, Saturday are your two main waiver wire days left after today's action. So look at those teams that play, the Sixers, the Hawks, the Bucks that play on those. Uh, there's more details than those other shows that I've done already. But they're the ones that we're really looking for. The Cavs have that combination as well. So we'll talk about the Cavs a little bit later on when we talk about their game. But let's uh, actually, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> Steph Curry is going to be re-evaluated on Friday. That might sound good. I don't know that it is. And I'll tell you why that is. Okay, re-evaluation, that, that's fine. Re-evaluation generally doesn't mean, right, you're back the next day. They play a Saturday-Sunday back-to-back. So at best, you get one from Curry this week. And I think there's almost no chance. He's doing no on-court work at all. All he is doing is work in the pool and work in the weight room. Three days out from allegedly playing a game, Saturday-Sunday, I don't think there's any way. You might get him back for one game on the final weekend of the season, would be my guess. 
I think he might get maybe one or two regular season games, max two. For Steph, I don't think he plays at all across the weekend and maybe not even to begin next week would be my guess. Reevaluation Friday, maybe he's ready to go. I would be entirely surprised if we got a game from Steph this weekend. Remember, reevaluation does not mean return and he's not doing any work that's not in the pool or in the weight room. He's not doing any running or on-court sort of stuff. If you're doing work in the pool, that means you're, it's because you need to move without doing weight-bearing stuff. So that, that gives me a little bit of worry about where it heads from here. So I wouldn't be expecting this news to trigger you to think that Steph is coming back straight after Friday. I wouldn't have that expectation. Or actually, I don't have that expectation. Evan Mobley also out the next, um, the next few games. He's out through Saturday. So he missed today's game. He'll miss Friday's game. He'll miss... Um, not Friday's game. He'll miss sorry Thursday's game. He'll miss Saturday's game. He might miss Sunday. So he's out at least these next two after today. We saw the C parter Moses Brown start. Played like twenty one minutes. The numbers were okay. I guess you can stream him, especially because Thursday Saturday are the low volume games. Maybe Moby's Mobley's back on Sunday, but again, there's twelve games on Sunday. He's missing these three days. If this is your championship week, you have to drop him. Don't actually care that he, if he could come back on Sunday, you're going to have someone else to replace him. Drop him. I don't think there's any point in holding on to Evan Mobley if him missing these two vital days where you need to get other people in. We'll talk about Kevin Love and the rest of the Cavs in a second. In fact, that might be a decent enough cue for me to head across and talk about that right now. Because the Dallas Mavericks, they played the... Uh, they played the Cleveland Cavaliers and they get the win in the end, 120-112. Good, um, good win for Dallas, who's playing really well at the moment. Doncic was amazing, 38 minutes, 35-9-13, a steal, two blocks. He's putting up just gigantic numbers. That's 71 fantasy points for the Donch. He's cranking his way into the top 12 for, for, uh, for category league value. And Dorian Finney-Smith, who'd been really struggling, like really struggling, dropped a big 28-point bomb. Six triples, a block, 63%. He'd been bad prior to this, but the role was there, and I think he is worth having. Powell had 15 and 5, some strong games from Dwight, top 100 player over the last two weeks, he probably is a 12-teamer, and Reggie Bullock, the inconsistencies continue, at least he hit three threes, but 9-4-3 and three is frustrating. There was no Spencer Dinwiddie resting on the second game of back-to-back, which he hadn't been doing, that is a little worrying, as I detailed in one of the shows earlier today, the fact that he struggled for two games, and then had to sit, it's a bit of a concern. Brunson played 39. He had 18, 5, and 6. If it wasn't for the bad free throw shooting, it would have been a pretty strong night from the burner. While Muxy Kleber hit two threes, had a steal and a block, and that's what you want Muxy Kleber to do. Unfortunately, he just doesn't do that consistently enough for us to care too much about it. For the Cavs, Garland, at least he didn't play 40 minutes in this one. 25, 5, and 10. Four threes and four steals, and he actually shot the ball well. 59, 59%. Yeah, he'd been struggling in that area. While Levert, a, a big blow up for him eventually. 43 fantasy points, 38 minutes, 32, 6, and 4 with 3 threes. And with this big game, Levert is the 225th ranked player over the last two weeks. That just goes to show you how poorly he'd been playing prior to this game. The minutes in the roller there, he's just been struggling so much. The schedule maintained that we had to hold him, and, you know, this was good. Lamar Stevens, 26 minutes, 16 points. Not much else there from Lamar, but he is a decent wing option who can, who can score efficiently. Again, the schedule works to try it out. You can say the schedule works for Isaac Okoro, but he has actually zero ability to ramp up his production. 
two points. He did have five assists and a steal and two blocks, and that's useful. Two more usable games this week. That's fine. By no means is he a must roster. Put him in the Lamar Stevens area as to how often or how um, happy you are to put him into a 12-team roster. But that's it. While the C part at 12 and 9, again, it's a bit of blue ballsy. It looks great. No assists, no steals, and no blocks. Shout out Marvin Bagley. He also was 100% from the field, which is great, and then 50% from the line, which is not. He's going to hurt your free throws. He should block some shots, but he only played 21 minutes. I don't mind the stream of him. If they're going to start him, he's a streamer. But don't expect big things. Well, Love struggled. Eight points in 26 minutes. I do think Kevin Love is going to play these back-to-backs. No, in, He has played back-to-backs this season. No indication that he will be sitting tomorrow or sitting on the Saturday-Sunday back-to-back. That could change. But at this stage, there is, um, there's no indication of that. NBA Top Shot, though, is something there is an indication of, and you need to know all about it. It's the officially licensed NFT of the NBA. Connect with a passionate community of NBA fans around the globe and build your collection with your favorite moments from NBA history. NBA Top Shot is the future of what being an NBA fan looks like. It's part trading card, part stock market, part fantasy sports, also with a built-in loyalty program. NBA Top Shot has evolved trading cards, and it's made it easier to buy, sell, and trade without the hassle of card grading, shoeboxes, and binders. Yeah, people will say often, I hear it, why would I want to buy a highlight that I can just go watch on YouTube for free? Well, it's not just about watching the highlight. It's about investing and having an ownership stake in the stock market of the NBA's greatest moments. Go and check out Top Shot. Sign up right now and get a starter pack. It's like nine bucks. And you might pull a moment from LeBron or KD or Devin Booker or Giannis or Embiid or Jokic or Cade or Evan Mobley or Scotty Barnes. So... Head over to LockedOn.NBATopShot.com to start building your collection today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Magic. You knew they were going to lose this one. There was no way they were going to give this one up. Against the Washington Wizards, the Wizards win at 127-110. For the Magic, it was a really, really strong game from Markel Fultz. 21 minutes, 19, 3 and 7, 3 steals and 2 blocks. It's a huge game. There's no doubt that. And now, including that game, he's 160th over the last two weeks. Again, like Karis LeVert, it shows how poor the numbers were prior to today. It looks like he's going to be limited to around 20, 21 minutes the rest of the season. As an assist streamer, absolutely not a problem at all. Anytime you get three steals and two blocks in 21 minutes, consider it fluky. And, and do not consider it as anything reliable. And even that scoring on that usage with that efficiency, really hard to tie all that in in 21 minutes. So this is great. No doubt in that. Stream Markel Fultz in, but don't suck yourself into thinking this is real. It is real that Mo Bamba looks like he's going to play this low minutes every game. 22 minutes, 10 and 5, two threes. Maybe it's a drop. Probably is, to be honest. And Chumura Kiki continues to struggle. Six points in 30 minutes with eight rebounds. Numbers that, what he's doing, they're not good at all. Still stream value for defensive stats, but man, he's just not, I don't know, nothing's really going his way. Big game from Franz Wagner. 28 points on 20 shots. He's been really good this year. Obviously, I worry about what his overall end game upside is, but 
Good numbers here. Just a little bit lacking towards the back end of that box score with two assists, zero steals, and a block. And RJ Hampton, no offense to the kid. He might be... I know plenty of people have held this title through a year. Shout out to Trey Lyles. Shout out to Precious Achua. But he might be the worst rotation player in the NBA right at this moment, RJ, uh, RJ Hampton. Definitely the worst starter, I would actually put non-Portland division. Probably the worst starter... Oh, Non-OKC division. Probably the worst starter in the NBA. Seven points in 27 minutes with one rebound and two assists. He just... He can't do anything. I, I don't know where his NBA future lies. For the Wizards, Christos Porzingis. Porzingis. Yeah, I, I, this is crazy to me. Back-to-backs, end of season, 35-8, and eight, three threes, two blocks. I was convinced that he wasn't going to play. And here he is. Big, big numbers, huge. Dan Gafford also went off, 17-7 and seven with three blocks. This does not mean you need to roster Dan Gafford in 12-team leagues. He's a 17- to 20-minute-a-night guy while Porzingis plays. And last two weeks, 17 minutes a night, 183rd. It's not must roster. Hachimura. If I'm going to shit on Rui Hachimura, which I'm not going to today, but if I'm going to do it in the past, which I have, justifiably so, not shit on him as a bloke, good bloke. As a prospect and NBA player, no worries. Today, I thought he was much better. 17-7, 1-3, two blocks, three assists. Good. Some peripherals. Really good. And with Kuzma still out, there is at least points league value in, in Rui. You want to see the weirdest double W you've ever seen? Sadoransky. Well, not you may be seen one as weird. Sadoransky had no stats, no points, no threes, no assists, no steals, but 10 rebounds and 13 assists. One of the stupidest looking box scores you will ever see. But we talked about Sadoransky. We stream him in for assists. You got him. Now, I think you can usually stream him for steals. We didn't get anything here. But this is what he does. And same with Ish Smith. Seven assists for him. Don't worry about the other shit. If you're looking for assists, these two guys have value. Avdia, not his best, eight, eight, and five. Or Kispert. The one thing about Corey Kispert is a shooter. Okay, but maybe he's not. Maybe he's actually not a good shooter. Maybe he will develop. Actually, let's rephrase that. Maybe he will develop into a good shooter. He sure isn't one right now. And yeah, I didn't like the draft pick at the time. It hasn't really worked out. He's getting a lot of minutes. Sometimes he's some decent games. I wouldn't say that he is anything close to like a must-roster player, though. Let's go to the next game. I don't know what happened in this one. The Nuggets were just cruising. Then all of a sudden, the Pacers tied it up and got the lead. The Nuggets do end up winning 125-118, but it was a lot bloody closer than it should have been. Big Chungus played 36 minutes. He had 37-13-9 with two steals and a block and continues to... Look at that true shooting. True shooting of 82. What? And something good happened in this game. Bones Highland played 27. 20 points, 7 assists, 2 triples, a steal and a block. You know I have been calling for Bones Highland to be a big featured rotation piece all season. I don't have Michael Malone's direct phone number yet, so I couldn't tell him that. It happened here, but remember two games ago, he played like 15 minutes, the big stiffy. It's If you're basing it off talent and what makes sense for the team, Bones should play over Monty Morris, over Austin Rivers, maybe at, to- at times over Will Barton. It just hasn't happened. Today it did. Equal minutes with Monty Morris, who had 11, 3, and 4. Austin Rivers got ejected on the worst ejection call, one of the worst you'll ever see. Uh, absolutely disgraceful call. But Bones, we love it. We love the upside. We love the value. Uh, but how do we trust Malone? Like, that's that's the tough thing. I don't know if we can. Barton Will Barton's minutes are up 18, 4, and 5. He's putting up some good numbers at the moment. While Aaron Gordon had 10, 8, and 4. And he was great last game, Gordon. And this is back to Aaron Gordon. 10, 8, and 4. Like just like bleh, 
just shit, shit numbers that don't get you excited really at all. And for a bloke who's as, as, who can be as an exciting as a player as he is, he doesn't really produce it fantasy-wise. Um, the pace is Tyrese Halliburton. 15, 5, and 12, four steals and a block. Back on track the last two games. But how about my boy, the, the dart, Gogo Badadze? Problem with my Gogo-mobile. Gogo-mobile. No, not the dart. Not the dart. Ah, maybe it was the dart, though, because he was great. Again. 17 and 10, two threes, one steal and two blocks. Now, he didn't shoot well. He's top 50 player over the last two weeks. And I know I bang you guys over the head about this, but Gogo Badadze is 22 years old. And this debate happens so often when Turner went down. It's like, ah, oh, they've got to prioritize Jackson, mate. They've just got to. Gogo's finished. It's two years difference. And they did, obviously, start Jackson over, over Badadze. But I think what that was was a little bit of Gogo erasure. And I just wanted to say erasure, really. Um... Because I think he's still got upside. I don't think it's on this team, but I think he's an NBA starter. Budrick Heald had 20 points, five triples. And Jazz Anderson, he's, he's all right. 13, three and three with three steals. Now, as long as Brogdon remains uh, out, sorry, as long as Brogdon remains um, resting. I'm not tired. And as long as Chris Duarte's little piggies are sore, then Anderson's going to have some value. They've dropped Jalen Smith off. Watch that. They're giving the Red Rooster Terry Taylor more minutes. 21 for Smitty, 36 for Terry. Terry had 18 and 9 with two steals and a block. I don't fully trust it. 16 teams, sure. 14, maybe. 12, fringy. I would be happy to drop um, old mate Jalen, though, in 12s. With Dwayne Washington back, Kiefer Sykes dropped back to 15 minutes. That's not really that much of a surprise. It's something we did also talk about in maybe yesterday's show. I think it was yesterday's show. I don't remember. We talked about last time the Pacers played anyway, but I'm here to talk to you now about Bet Online because it's months of done and college basketball is here. We have made it through to the final four and it will determine this year's national championship next week. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props. You name it. They've got all those college basketball odds out there. You can go North Carolina or Duke. You can look at Villanova, Kansas. They've also got... Um, matchup set for the championship game. Whichever combination it is, they've got odds out there for a Villanova-North Carolina game. They've got Villanova favored. You've got Duke-Villanova. Duke's favored. Duke is favored over Villanova. Kansas is favored over North Carolina in that hypothetical matchup. And Duke, Duke is favored over Kansas by a point. You can check that all out over at Bet Online. But it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino game. So head to the website today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's go to the next one. The Hornets beat the Knicks 125-114 is your final score. Lamelo Ball did it again. 20-5, 15 assists and 3 steals. 15th ranked player this season. He's been putting on some really, really good numbers of late. Miles Bridges as well. 31, 6-3 with four threes. And even Kelly Oubre get on, get in on the, got in on the act. 24 minutes, 21 points, five triples, four assists. That brings him to the 255th ranked player over the last two weeks in case you were keeping track at home. 
73% shooting for Ubre. Don't buy into it, please. I hate that I have to talk about him, but don't buy into it. Montrez Harrell, uh, yep, eight points in 19. Drop him while Plumley had six and four. And Rogier's in a real slump at the moment. 15, five and four. Doesn't look terrible on the surface, but 31% shooting. He only hit one three. He's 78th over the last two weeks. He's had some real hot streaks, but he is starting to fall away a little bit at an inopportune time. Terry, uh, Terry, Terry Washington, PJ Washington had 11 and six in his 34 minutes, but backed it up with defensive stats. And he always seems to be able to do that. One steal and two blocks for Peach. I only played Isaiah Thomas four minutes. That was to give Kelly Oubre more minutes, apparently. For the Knicks, Fournier was ruled out for personal reasons. And then he played, so that's cool. 35 minutes, 30.6 triples. All right, we obviously can't rely upon Ivan Fournier to do that. This is a great game, but we know the ups and downs of him. Playing Alec Burke's 41 minutes is... It's a it's criminal. It's, just, it's a ridiculous decision from a ridiculous head coach. It's great if you've got Berksy, 12, 12, and 5. Was he out there playing well? Fuck no. He shot 27%. But old mate Captain Comover can't help himself. Can't help himself. This is great for us in fantasy. Roll Burks out there. We know the minutes are coming. It's not like you've got Emmanuel Quickly or Miles McBride, who you could try to give some minutes to. Nine minutes for McBride here, Quickly with 23. Oh, by the way, Quickly had 16 points on 50% shooting in that time. It's frustrating. Quickly, he's still a hold, but he is limited by the old coach. Uh, Mitchie Robinson, 6 and 10. And Obi Toppin, I think we can... Well, obviously, I think you can safely drop him. I don't want to hear any more about Obi-Wan. You probably won't hear any more for a while. Julius Randle, 21, 4 and 7. Booed during starting lineup introductions. Went about pissing them off as much as possible by missing a lot of shots from the line and from the field, as is his want. The 282nd ranked player over the last two weeks, Randle has annoyed the shit out of me and many other fantasy managers. RJ Barrett had 25, 4, and 3 in 38 minutes. Relatively solid percentage night. He's, he's really started to stabilize over the last bit, little bit of time. The next one is the Heat. The Celtics. Um, Miami gets the win. 106-98, the final score. The winter soldier, Max Struess. 14 points, 4 threes, 3 steals, 2 blocks. Started again in place of Duncan Robinson, and I expect that will continue for Struess. Good numbers. Is he a 12-team guy? Probably not. Can he be at least a 14-team option? Sure. Lowry had 23 with 8 assists and 6 triples. He's picking it up. And Adebayo, 17, 12, and 8. Well, Jim Butler looks good again on the surface. 24 points, but 2 assists, 1 steal, subpar from the line. What you need Butler to do is give you good assists, Good steals and great free throws. And he failed on all three of those counts here, which has led to, again, some disappointing numbers. Hero struggled 12, 10, and 5. The 10 rebounds is a surprise, to be sure. But the 36% shooting is a little bit annoying. Well, Dunk Robinson, please, no, why is anybody rostering him? He had five points with a three. Picked up early fouls. He played 15 minutes. That contract's not looking particularly good, is it? I remember when that con contract happened. I was like, oh, that's gross. And then... And then I, then, you know, I was talking, uh, shooting's really important. I went, oh, man, you know what? It's only $17 million a year, for, you know, five years. So maybe it's not too bad. No, no, it is. It's, it's bad. He looks really terrible. And I don't know how they're going to unload it. We'll see what happens. But the Celtics, Rock DJ's out, of course. So they did start, as I expected. Grant Williams started. He didn't do anything. Four and three in 29 minutes. He's not really a 12-team guy. Don't get seduced by Daniel Tice. Because you'll look at it and go, 15 points. Let's go. I knew he was the option. He's not. He played 17 minutes and shot perfectly, 100%. He had 15, 1, and 0. 
What you've got to look at is the role. Backup, center, minutes only. 17 minutes, that is it. There is no need for Daniel Tice to be a 12-team league player. Horford had 6-15 and 15 with 4 assists. Jalen had 28-10 and 6 assists. Shot a little bit poorly, but not bad. And then Tatum, 23-5-6 and six and Smart, 10-5-8. and eight. Well, Maximum Derek, yeah, don't know about that. Maximum Derek. A lot of people have got him still in 12 teams. I don't really think that's necessary. 9-2-3, 32 minutes. Yes, the minutes are way up with Rob Williams out. Shit schedule, Friday, Sunday they play. This sort of middling bullshit, I'm not really sure it's worth holding on to him, to be honest. I'd rather get someone who plays Thursday, Saturday and has got a chance at a better role than what he is currently providing. This next game was an ass-kicking. The Toronto Raptors beat the Wolves 125-102. The final score wasn't really close at any particular time. The last three Wolves games have all been blowouts, very interestingly. And it's keeping Patrick Beverly's minutes down. 23 minutes, 10-2-3. and three. The two prior to that, he played 30 minutes in a row. And then these next three games, like 23 minutes, all 20-point-plus blowouts, either one way or the other. Is he a must-hold? I mean, they've got two stinking games left on schedule-wise. If you want to drop, go ahead. I think D'Angelo Russell you've got to consider as well. 28 minutes, 13-4-3 on 20%. He's the 281st-ranked player over the last two weeks. You've probably got two games left in the season, and they're on bad nights. You might want to drop. If your league goes into the next week, God help you, but you probably hold. Goose had 24-8 and eight with four assists, and Towns had 16-10 and 10 with two steals and a block, and Vanderbilt was all right. 10-7, and seven, a steal and a block. Obviously, still not a must-roster, especially with this schedule, but not a bad game. And McLaughlin played 27 and had five assists with a steal and a block. Geordie is an interesting assists option because they can be pretty hard to find. For the wraps, some very interesting things. I talked about this on pregame show today. It said, Gary Trent's been shithouse. Right, really putting up some bad games, but look at his history. It's like, great game, huge game, shit, shit, great game. Shit, shit, great game, shit, shit. That's how it goes. He did two shits in a row and then drops 29 points on 69% shooting in 29 minutes. Giggity. Now, there's jack shit else there. Two rebounds, zero assists, steals, and blocks. Shout out to Marvin Bagley. But this was the hot shooting off from Gaz. And then he go back and shoot 34% next game, probably. Another interesting wrinkle, Scott Barnes was benched at halftime. They started the five non-centers at halftime. Barnes went to the bench and Achua started. Barnes, he played 25 minutes. Now, the numbers are good. 17, 5, and 4, a steal on a block, 78%. But since they've been starting these non-center lineups, the numbers haven't been particularly in that favor of that group. So Nurse made a change at halftime. Don't drop Barnes, but keep it in mind. Achua, 22 minutes, 13 and 4. And we talked about cautioning adding on Thad Young, 10 points in 17 minutes. Very hard to find enough minutes when there are four centers active. Same for Boucher. Drop him. He had 6 and 8 in 22 minutes on 18%. I don't think it's worth holding. And the big tree, Ken Birch, played only five minutes. I'm not sure that Birch is going to be a player who plays most nights. Good game from Ananobi, 22, 5 and 3. People are very quick to discount OG Ananobi. Very quick. I saw someone post something. Oh, his first two games back have been okay. Um, yeah, we know he's very limited ceiling, so should I drop him for the rest of the season? Does anybody... Not anybody, because I know a lot of you do. I feel like there are a lot of people, though, who just pay no attention to what Ojananobi does. I am pretty sure. Let me have a look. He's the 62nd-ranked player this season. And I think his ceiling's actually higher than that. Mm, I don't know. 12, 10, and 3 for Siakam. Good that he played 40 minutes in a blowout. <sighs> Nurse, if he gets injured, my guy. Uh, Van Vliet, 32. His knees are rooted. Like, they are rooted. He still had... 
12, 3, and 8 with five steals and a block. That's sick. He just cannot hit any shots at all. Can't get anything going with his knees. They are absolutely cooked. And I feel like this happened last year where he had a string of like 32% shooting nights all in a row. Probably because his knees were cooked. Wouldn't be surprised if that was the case there at all. The Kings pull out the loss out of the jaws of victory by beating the Rockets 121-118. Damian Jones, here we go. 24, 9 and 5, 1 steal and 4 blocks. This is what I was talking about. Same goes with Davion Mitchell when saying, yes, the Kings have shit schedules and they're on low quality days, high volume days. When you got guys like this, it doesn't matter. They're guys that you add because they will be like your 7th or 8th best player. Interestingly, all the players that sort of fell into that category, and I was less interested in Lyles, to be fair. They all scored 24 points. 24, 9 and 5 for Jonesy. 24, 7 and 3 with a steal and a block and four triples for Lyles. And 24, 5 and 8 with a steal and a block for Mitchell. Even the big ragu, 8 and 8, two threes, two steals and a block. Big numbers from these blokes. I think you've got to have them. Even if it is shitty schedules. They're good enough to take the place of your 8th or ninth best player in the lineup. Easy. Jeremy Lamb and Alex Len and Josh Jackson were all ruled out before the game. So, of course, they all played. Lamb had 12 and 7 in 24 minutes while the pencil Harrison Barnes struggled his way through to 13 minutes. Sorry, Barnesy. And I was so flustered by forgetting to play the sound then that I said he played 13 minutes. He, in fact, scored 13 points in 35 minutes. Um, Justin Holiday played 10 minutes, missed all four of his shots, and that was it. Thanks, Alvin. Just don't play him at all, maybe. For the Rockets, of course, Christian Wood is done for the year. Eric Gordon's done for the year. Dennis Schroeder is done for the year. So it's time for Alperen Sengun, the delicate dancer. Wait, I'm just hearing that he was also out. What a fucking pain in the ass that is. So they started the big fella, Usman Garuba, and he was all right. I think he's going to be a player, but he's not going to be a big fantasy contributor. Eight and seven in 26 minutes. I wouldn't bother adding him. Oh, yeah, don't add Gary Bird. He ha- What did he have? A three-week patch of playing well? He's been dreadful basically in the entire 2022 portion of this season. Three points on five shots. Um, Jalen Green, he's really looking good. 30 and two, six triples. And even your mate, cousin Kevin Porter, first career triple-double, 30 and 12, 12 assists, four threes, shot the ball well. <laughs> you can't expect it, but he did it. Big Bruno played 22 minutes as well as the backup center, Bruno Fernando, 17 and 10. I don't think Shengun's going to miss more time, but... I don't know that at this point. Um, and that would limit what uh, Bruno can do. Just keep that name in mind. While uh, KJ had 11 and 6 in 24 minutes in the wild thing. Jay Sean Tate. Even the wild thing's gone well. I can't do much about that. 7 and 6. I don't think there's any point in holding on to Tate in 12 team formats. The Hawks. They smashed the Thunder. No surprise. 136, 118. Trey had 41, 2 and 8. Fanta Pants had 20 points, four triples and three steals. That's Kevin Herter on 80%, 12-team guy. There was no Gallinari or um, Jalen Johnson in this one. Bogdanovich, 20 points as well with two steals and three assists in just 22 minutes. No one needed to play extended minutes here. Capella, only 20 minutes, four and 11, while Okongwu played 28 and had three and 13. Unfortunately, he was very inefficient and didn't block shots. This was the time to really rack up those numbers, but he is still a streamer with their Thursday-Saturday schedule. Hunter had 19 and 5, not much else, which is true DeAndre Hunter stole. And how about Kevin Knox? 17 points in 18 minutes. That's what happens when you play the Thunder, though. Do not get excited about Kevin Knox, for the love of God. I love it. 
Absolutely love it. Get ready for it. It is the incantation. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. Oh, yeah, Leviosa. 26 minutes, 17 and 9 with a block. Shot well. Do I trust it? Fuck, of course I don't. Oh, why would I? It's Olivier Saar. Same as looking at Lindy Waters, who no doubt at his way to 25 points with seven triples. He will put up the shots. Some nights he'll go one of nine and have four points. And some nights he'll do this. I wouldn't get comfortable relying upon him. Much like we can't get comfortable relying upon Aaron Wiggins, whose minutes are there, 13 and 4, but that's what we talked about last game. Is that He'll have these big games, then he d disappears. And even Roby had 14 and 9 and just sunk both your percentages. And Poku, he's going to kill your field goals. 13, 4, and 8 with four threes. I still think Poku and Roby are 12-team guys. So is Teo Maladon, who had 18, 4, and 8. Whereas Waters and Saar are just your deeper league players, and Wiggins is more of a 14-team fringe guy, I think. But some big numbers coming from a bunch of spuds because that's who all they've got. Trey Mann was out again. I don't think he returns this week. It's a hamstring. They trying other blokes out. I tell you, actually, you know who you need to look at? Vic Krejci. If Mann is out, he's just solid. 9-5-5 five, and five with two steals. Now, 10% shooting is what they would call disgraceful. But everything else is all right. I'm not, I'm not anti. In a 14-10 league, I'm not against Vit. As a uh, as a twelve team league option at this point. Let's go to the next game. What is it? It is the Memphis Grizzlies getting the win over the Spurs 112-111. Tyus Jones, 36 minutes, 25, 5 and 6, 2 steals and 5 threes, an obvious must roster with Jar out. Baino, 16, 3 and 3. Not great, but still fine. While DeAnthony Melton had another solid game, but I don't know where the defense has gone for him. No steals and blocks again, but 16 points with four threes. Adams had 8-8, eight and, eight and Jaron, yeah, not great. Two blocks, that's fine. Five assists out of the blue. But only nine points, only 25 minutes. Disappointing night for Jaron. I hope his thigh is okay. Dylan Brooks, 21-6-4, four, 53%. Sick, awesome. Love that he did it. And then shoots one of four from the line to go and torpedo that category. So that just one of those another annoying things that he does. While Kyle Anderson moved back to the bench, played 23 minutes and had four, three, and four with three steals. So good steals from Kyle. Good assist. If you want assists and steals, he's a solid enough streamer. But the minutes and upside aren't really there unless there are some injuries. While Brandon Clark had 10 and 4 and 17. Pretty hard to look at Clarky as a 12-team league option, I think. For the Spurs, Murray. 38 minutes, 33, 13, and 3 with 6 triples. 6 triples for DeJounte Murray. He's been unbelievable. Keldon Johnson, also playing well. 23, 7, 4. High volume. Not that efficient, but good numbers. And Devin Vassell. Good scoring. But not much else. 19, 1, and 1 with three threes. He's very up and down. He's fine to have, but I think Joshy Richardson might be more, more worthwhile. 9, 3, and 5 with five steals and two threes. That's really useful for Richo, who's a top 70 player over the last two weeks. Primo only played 15 minutes, and Lonnie Walker only played 14 in his return. Hello! So it does look like Richardson and Vassell are going to have significantly more value than what Primo and Walker do. Trey Jones only the 8-1-1 one, one in 17 minutes, while Pirtle had 9-7-5. Very, very far away from his best performance. All right, let's do the next one. It is the New Orleans Pelicans. Something's happened to my chair. It's all stiff. I don't know what's going on with it. Anyway, that's weird. I've got to figure that out. I couldn't actually solve the mystery. My, my, uh, my chair's gotten as stiff as what my back feels at times. So I don't really know what's going on there. Anyway, we're here to talk about the Pelicans game. They ended up beating... The Portland Trailblazers, 117-107. They probably made it a lot t tighter than they needed to. Ingram, just 28 minutes, so still on that restriction. 
19 points, six rebounds, six assists and a steal. He was great from the line. 11 and 13, he's obviously really strong there. While uh, Valanciunas, 19-11 with four steals, 35 minutes. Remember, he was questionable heading into this game. And then Jackson Hayes, only 22 minutes, but a big game. 18-3, two blocks, 67%. He's very borderline to hold because their games now come Friday, Sunday. High volume games, but this is obviously a really good night. I just find it hard to trust that. Jose Alvarado, there's no better steals guy out there. He had four of them, but only 15 minutes. While Jones had four steals as well, shot poorly. But that's what those guys are there for, to get defensive stats. McCullum had 25 points. Sure, great. 56% shooting, great. Unfortunately, four of eight from the line. That's a real killer. And no defensive stats at all. While Trey Murphy played 23 minutes, always good to see Trey getting some extra playing time there. For the Blazers, Eubanks wasn't quite where he was last game, but still really bloody good. 21-9 and nine with a triple one. Obvious must roster player. Well, uh, Brandon Williams had 10 points, but he did have 10 assists. Still hurting your field goals there. And Greggy Brown started. What he normally brings is good defensive stats. He just had one block. He's not really much more than a stream. While Keon Johnson stunk 7-2-4. and four. And um, yeah, Chris Dunn had eight assists and two steals. So we back to Dunn being an assist and steal streamer. There's going to be so much unreliability from this team, though. Eubanks is probably the only guy you can rely on. And then there is a little bit there with maybe Brandon Williams. But really, it just feels like Eubanks at this point and, and really nobody else who's going to be reliable enough. The other guys you can stream in and out, but it's going to be a real crapshoot. Now, I mentioned at the start of the show that I might have to leave uh, a bit early and I'm getting to that point. This last game's going down to the wire, but there's not really much happening fantasy-wise. So the current score sits at 98-96 with a minute left for the old uh, Phoenix Suns there. But we just... So Phoenix have been great. I know that. Let's look at the fantasy value here. Bridges was great at the moment. He's at 21, 6, and 2. Aiton's had 16 and 17. Chris Paul, not at his best, but 11, 3, and 8. And Booker, 25 and 2. So some good numbers there. Crowder struggled, but had three steals and a block. We probably do still hold him um, while uh, uh, Cam Johnson's out. But again, they've got a bad schedule. They play Friday, Sunday. So maybe it's not worth it. Maybe you're better off dropping him to get someone in on a Thursday and on a Saturday there. Off the bench campaign didn't do anything. Shamit, not much. Um, and Bismack Biombo replacing McGee because of his illness. Uh, not really much too excited about there. If you wanted to know, my chair is fixed, by the way. For the Warriors, Draymond um, copped a bit of a whack late, but 30 minutes is encouraging. There is a back-to-back on the weekend, so we worried. But blocks, which had been absent since he came back. He had 6, 10, and 7, 2 steals and 3 blocks. That's one of the most Draymond green lines you will see. Wiggins was also much better, 19 points. While Looney started over Kaminga, he didn't really do much. It was still Otto Porter getting those minutes, but he disappointed. 5.6 rebounds here with a minute to go. Gaz Payton didn't do much. And honestly, only five minutes for Kaminga. There's not really any sort of fantasy takeaways out of this game. Moses Moody not a part of the rotation. Not really much to chat about here with that game at all. And because I'm not going to do I'm not going to do the awards I need to get out of here. Hopefully that was everything that we needed to know for today. Don't forget there'll be a mailbag show tomorrow 4 p.m. Eastern. Check me out over there on YouTube. Guys, follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening everyone. See ya.
Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.